So, we are starting on the second line on Mem Aleph Amun Aleph. Last word of the line. Bechayre Achrei Mois So he reads the two sections of Achrei Mois and Achbasa. Now, Achrei Mois, of course, the Pasha is Achrei Mois. Achbasa is last week's Pasha, the Pasha is Amor. Okay, so for a minute, we have a contradiction. You're allowed to skip in Navi around, but you're not allowed to skip in Taira. So, Rabbi, look, Kash is not difficult. Depends. If you're not skipping so much that uh, there's going to be a break of space, so then you can do so even in the Torah. <coughs> but if it's then it's an issue in the Torah. But another you can skip anyway. So Gemara says that's not true. Look, but he said on that where you can skip in Navi and not in Torah, when you can skip, how far can you skip? That in Navi, even in Navi, you're not, if the Torgman who's translating is going to be finished this Pasuk by the time you find the next Pasuk that you're skipping to, so then then that's, then that's no good even in Navi. Michlal, which implies the B'tayra Klalvalo, the entire you're never allowed to skip. So Gemara says, Ela Amar Baibai says, you're right. Different answer. Lekashia, it's not difficult. Kan, binyan echad, kamashayin When it comes to Torah, it's only, you're allowed to skip from space to space only if it's on the same topic. And uh, when it's a new topic, you cannot, unless it's Navi, then a new topic is okay. What's the idea? So there's a very interesting long, long Rashi on this. It says, um, the idea is, is that the Torah when we're listening to the Torah, we need to understand what the Torah is talking about. If you're going to be jumping topics, so then there's a disconnect, and you're not going to be able to follow, and you're going to forget the Torah. This part, you know, like it, it's, it's hard to keep, the, keep track of things. So as long as it's on the same topic, It'll, uh, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be able to keep retain the information, which is, of course, the whole goal. When it comes to Navi, since it's not uh, necessarily, you're not primarily providing the halachas and stuff like that, so therefore, um, it's us of an issue. That's the idea. Avatanya. Uh, and the price, this is a raya, a support to this. Medalga Matariya being in Echad, you're allowed to skip spots in Torah. If it's on the same topic, but Navi, you're saying the Navi, you're allowed to skip uh, even if it's a different topic. The Kamakan, as long as there's no separation um, of uh, a downtime by the time Turgman finishes his sentence, that you're that you'll be ready to continue with the next pasuk. Rabbi, when did this yeah. tradition of the, the Turgman go away? I mean, it seems like it was pretty established at these times when they moved out of Abavel. And people stopped talking that language, so then it became that's when it fell away. You understand? Aramaic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, the the Targum is only in Aramaic, and when they stopped understanding the language, it, the 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 minic, the minic went away because that's not the language spoken, and other languages the translation were not were not established as authentic, so to speak. Ah. So that's so why. Latin, Greek, and, and uh, yeah, they just didn't whatever. So wherever Yidin lived, so they had different, you know, they had different translations, but they were not the same level as authorized. Right? As authorized, right? This is this was this uh, as we know. Kamar Megillah says that the Targum of Uncleus was, you know, 
from that, you know, going back to how, how the, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, there's a. Uncleus, Uncleus, that was the, that's a Navi. Yonatan ben That's a That's a Navi one. But, uh, you know, but he heard it for, he learned it from the Navian, but, but he got it. Uh, but anyway, the point being is that Uncleus, uh, his tradition goes back to Arsenai, what the translation is. So that's why it's. It's authentic. So it's never took hold in other languages, only in, in Right, exactly. And once the language, once that language was no longer the spoken language, right, so, then, then Yiddish but for a thousand years, for a thousand years, then it was the spoken language. So, something like Yiddish never took the place of Aramaic as far as you ask. I mean, really, I mean, we learned, we learned Yiddish. I mean, it's, we learned yeah, but it wasn't, but again, it was never... It didn't have that... It didn't have the it didn't have the tradition of that that is the actual translation you know so there are there are plenty of chumashim with ivritaich you know that are translated into Yiddish but uh, it's not the same authentic so we learn it we do learn the targum still um, and you're supposed to learn it in a language that you understand but uh, anyway that's how, that's where that's when it dropped off I believe. Now, nowadays you want targum so you so you can uh, to understand you, you, can understand, the you understand the Ashkenazi understand the Aramaic. Meaning you know the Hebrew, you, you know do the it Hebrew, backwards. But to the targum, right, 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 right. So you're learning the Targum to know what the meaning of the Targum is. It's like backwards, right? Why is it still considered important that it's secondary to begin with? No, because it, it's, 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 it's actually providing... Cla- it's, 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 it's not just a translation, it's a piece. It's a commentary. It's a commentary. It's also a commentary, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's giving you insights that you wouldn't have seen in the possible. So it's so valuable. That's right. That's, uh, that's, that's, the, that's the reason. Anyway. Thanks. All right, you don't skip in Navi from one Navi to another Navi. So you can't start with the Pasuk in Cheskel and then do Pasuk in Nishai. You can't do However, in the Treyasar, the Sefer of Treyasar, which is, you know, the, it's not minor prophets. It's embarrassing to say that they're great, great prophets, but they only said very little. So we put it into the old 12 into the same Sefer, so that's allowed to be skipping. On the uh, Shabbat Shuvah, we are actually doing that. You, there will be a piece from Micha and a piece from other you know, Shea. Like this is only in public. We're allowed to do in Shul and public. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Whenever doing Naftora, yes, you have to realize that skipping. That you have to realize that skipping or what you laid in Navi was not as set in stone as we have it. They uh, used to pick a section of Navi that would. That you know somehow connects to the parsha, and it was up, it was the prerogative. It wasn't locked in stone. You just pick different ones. Yeah, exactly. That's how you have different customs. Ashkenazim do one, and Sephardim do another. Chabad does a third sometimes. So that's what I'm saying. It wasn't really locked in stone for for a long time. Now it's been. This more. Is, but this is not meant to say someone learning in private can. No, no, no. This is when laning, when laning, when doing the public reading. So oh that's God. the idea. Um, you can't go out of order. That's why, if you look in the Torah, there's some hakbada uh, of like making sure that we read, you know, in the order. Hosea is the first of the triasar and work your way through to the end instead of What's instead of going out of order. What? What's hakbada mean? Um, particular. Uh, what would that take in plain English? Uh, be, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't, is there a better word? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're particular, very particular. Lack of 
Is it high speed? That's Hebrew, right? High yeah. High okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay, the is a Torah. Next, we rolls the Torah, and he says that there's more written here than I read to you. Okay, why would that be necessary to do this? It's um, not question the validity of the Sefer Torah. Say, well, maybe it's not in, written in there. Say, no, it is all written there. He reads that by heart. Why would he do that? Just roll it to where the place is. So, okay, a little ways off, and you'll read it. So, not to be in public, which means you're supposed to, ideally you're supposed to have the, the place in the right spot. It's you don't want to have people waiting around and just they only have one What do you do? So again, that's the that's the idea. So you don't do that. That's why we don't roll. If you can avoid it. Now, Valesi Sevatarakrina, so bring another Torah. You have one Torah over here, and then they have another one that's already pre rolled to the right spot. Then I pull out the other one and lay the right thing, laying it inside. If you do that, so then it looks like the first one's no good. That's why you went to the second one. So it's not an option. So instead, we'd rather you just read it by heart, which is what he does. If you do that, you'll have to make a new bracha, and it's all one laning, so therefore it's not. That's why we don't do that. Are we really worried about a pakam of the Sefer Torah? We have when Rosh Chodesh Teves comes out on a Shabbos, so maybe Shalosh Torah says three, three Torahs that we read from. Okay, one from the Parsha of the Week. It's, uh, what is it going to be? Parsha Smikit, most likely. And V'achash Rosh that's in Pinchas V'achas, Bishol Chanukah, which is the Nisim. Um, so the Gemara, so, so obviously we don't worry about the Pagam. So the Gemara explains, there, here's the Pshat. Telosah Gabri Betosah Sifri like a If it's different people from different Sifri Torah, so okay, he's reading from this Torah, he's reading from that Torah, it's not a, we don't start questioning. Uh, there's no Pagam. Chad Gabri betrays Sifri, but if the same person, here's the Kohen Gadol, who's the only one doing the reading, and he's going to open one Sifri Torah, close it, and then open another, that's a Pagam, and questions the validity of the first Sifri Torah. That's why we don't want to do that. We don't want to roll, because that's also going to take time when everyone's waiting around. So therefore, he just says it by heart. If you find a psul in the middle of laning and you're entering another sefer Torah, you have to make a bracha all over again. That's a great question. Um, According to this, you should. Have it sounds like you should, right? It does sound like you should have to make a new bracha. It's a different, different sefer. Right? It's like a different aliyah, whatever. What? Because it's a different sefer. Yeah, but I don't think they do. I don't, I never seen I don't it think actually. They do. Uh, I don't remember. It. Done, but have you? Do you remember? You I've, I've done. I've, I've, I remember when I was as a kid. I passed three separate Oh man! <laughs> you passed them? Yeah, I was laying. I said, "It's a mistake there." But uh, that was the end of that career. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really true. The people who see so carefully, it's, uh, it's dangerous. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, brings us to the next thing. He says eight brachas. So like you say in Shul. The bracha for serving in the base of Mikdash for the service. 
thanking Hashem for forgiveness of sin, kitiknan, that's uh, as been established. Then there's a special bracha for the Beis Hamikdash. A special one just for the Kanim. A special one for Yisrael. And then a special one for Yisrael. And then we ended off with the cryptic sentence, and the rest prayer. What does that mean? So It's like a seal of the, all the brachas. Um, so it, prayer, supplication, song, request that your nation Israel needs to be needs salvation. And you end off with a generic ending. You know, here's our God who hears our prayers. After that, maybe they bring their own Torah from their house. They carry by. And they would read their own Torah. So, like, it's interesting, you know, because, you know, like we have, like, we're in shul all day on Yom Kippur. They do, you know, so, during the base of Mikdash, so the Khan Gadol, everyone be watching the Khan Gadol. He did the service, he didn't necessarily need all day. So, what they do for the rest of the day? Everyone did that, okay? Like, he finished it, never did, right? So, they, they had a Sevitara. And they would read the Sefer, their own Sefer Torah. Everyone had their own Sefer Torah. They would be there, and they would stay and learn the Torah till the end of the day, till the end of the fast. It shows the beauty. Um, everyone should see the Sefer Torah, because we know that one of the areas of Zekeli Van Veu is having a Sefer Torah. No, so that's the fulfillment of that. Okay. Is the mitzvah to have your own sefer Torah? The population, yeah, that's a mitzvah in the Torah. Everyone has an obligation to write a sefer Torah, and not everybody is able to. So, not everybody gets a chance. Lot. What? Yeah, if you that's. Write a note, it's, uh, no? I don't know if it's uh, the the ikur mitzvah is to actually write a whole Torah. That's the ikur mitzvah. Wow. Um, but that being said, not everybody is able to fulfill it. It's not an option necessarily no. for everybody. This is after he finished the service, and then he laned, and then the sections related to Yom Kippur, and that's when he and then he gave all three all these eight blessings. So when do they usher him home and the big party? That's at the end of the day. And the bracha says for the people. Right, right. But the same pesukim we say today. Hmm. Are they the same pesukim we say? The laning, the laning is not exactly the same, but we do lane the akrimos. Akrimos we do lane, and we do the maftir the same. Um, but we don't do the chumash bekudim. We don't lane. Yeah, we do chumash bekudim. We do. One second. We don't do we don't do we don't do the uh, we don't do Emor. The Emor we skip. The Emor we skip. Right, that's one. Well, I was talking about Rabbi. Rabbi, no. Yes. Did they not say the after in the Beis Hamikdash? Well, no. No, there's no reason, no need for it. That was later. That was the later institution. When they brought the after, when the Greeks wouldn't let us on It came later. It was a later minhag. Okay. All right, let's get started. New Mishnah, Parshas HaMelechitzah. So we said that another one of the things that need to be in Lashon HaKodesh was the Parshas HaMelech. What is that, Ketzad? 
how to sew. This is the mitzvah of hakel. So uh, here we have the description of hakel. Of course, we're in the year of hakel. Okay, uh, year after shemitah. So what happened is this: Matzayim Tovar Rishon Shel Chag on the Matzayim of the first days of Sukkot Bishmini. We'll see. It's not Teif Day, but we'll get to what that means. On the year after Shemitah year, like this year, they made a special wood structure in the Azara, placed in the Azara. He sat on this bima, so it's elevated, so everybody can see the king. At the end of the seven years, on the holiday, the Shamas or the Gabai would take the Sefer Torah and give it to the Either the head of the shul, the president of the shul, or the got whatever the shamis to the gabi, whatever one up. The rosh haknesses neisel l'skani gave it to the skani, l'skani neisel l'kongodol, and he gave it to the kongodol. The kongodol neisel l'melch, and then he would give it to the the kongodol, gave it to the king. Hamelch oimenum kabli would stand and receive it. The kari yoshev and he read it. He laid the Torah sitting. Agribus hamelch amad v'kiba when he got that, a king agribus. When he got it, so he Ahmad Rikibel, he got stood up to receive it, Vikara Omid, and he didn't sit because he felt that he didn't really deserve to sit. Because as we know, he came from he was a he came from Herod, Herod the Great, which was a family of slaves actually, and he felt that he didn't deserve to uh, sit down. And they were very impressed with his behavior. They praised him with for that. When he read the section of you're not allowed to take uh, as a king an ish nachri, he started crying. So they told him, Do not worry, Agrippus. You are our brother. You are our brother. Because his mother was Jewish. So maybe it's true his father wasn't. Uh, Know, the most yachsan, but his mother was Jewish. Anyway, Vikar Mitchilas Ela Dvarim, he starts from the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, Achema, Tel Shema, Bishema, then he would do Shema, Bayim Shema, Aser Taaser, Kisachalal Aser, Parshas Rei, Parshas Melech, Brachas are close, Achem Goimer, Kola Parsha, Brachas are Kohen Godel Mavarachasan, the same Brachas that the Kohen Godel did. Hagmelach Mavarches and the king would do the same set of eight brachas. But he mentioned the holiday instead of forgiveness of sin because that's applicable to Yom Kippur and it's not being read on Yom Kippur, it's being read on Sukkot. So, first thing off is Bishmini Sal Gadaytik. You think it was the eighth day? It wasn't the eighth day. Right, Bishminis. So, so the Gemara says, "Eimah Bishminis." It means the eighth year, because it's not in the Shemitah year; it's in the year after the Shemitah year. Chonani Lamali. Why do you need to say all these descriptions of when it is? It's necessary because each line tells you what not to think. The Ikaz Rachmanu Mikates. If you say at the end, "Havamina Nim No Meashda," you're just counting from what now, whenever, and you're counting to the end of seven years. Even if it's not taking place in the Shemitah. So, therefore, you have to understand that we're talking about the Shemitah cycle. 
Because Rachman Shmita. That's why I had to say Shmita. Because Rachman Shmita, Ava Aminim Soiv Shmita. You might think at the end of the Shmita year, which is what it sounds like, which is not true. So because Rachman Bimayid, tell you it's on the holiday, on Sukkis, which is the next year. Because Bimayid, Ava Aminim Reisha saw that it's in the beginning of the year, Rosh Hashanah. So, because uh, it's also a Mayid. So because Rachman Bimayid, Ava Sukkis, to tell you that we mean Sukkis, really. Because Rachman Bimayid, Sukkis, you might think that it's the last days of Sukkot, meaning Shemini Atzeres, because Rachman Yisrael, when they come, which means Paschalta, the beginning of the holiday. Of course, it's not Doche. Uh, Rashi explains that this does not override the. Um, uh, it doesn't override the Yom Tif or Shabbos, because they had to build the bima, and you couldn't have it there on Yom Tif because it took too much space. So they had to build it. On first day Cholamoid, and that's when he did it. Chazan Akes has not the Torah, but not the Rishon Knesses, and so on. Same question as before. Shamat Mina Cholkin Kavod Tamav Makom Rav. Are you giving Kavod to the student in front of, in the presence of the master? Amar Abaye Kulam Mishum Kavod Tamelach by having all those steps till the king. That's part of the honor of the king. Hamelach Omidu Makabel V'Kara Yoshev. And Agrippus HaMelechom and Vekibel V'kara Omid. Now Omid, Mechal Yosef, the fact that he's red standing implies that actually he could have been sitting. Aye, but he wasn't from Malchus Beis David. Didn't we say in Yeshiva Bazar, Malchus Beis David Bilvad? Shem Revev Melech David V'yashov V'fnei Hashem V'yomer V'gomer so the Gemara answers, "Kedam Rav Chiz the Beis Noshim," just like he said over there. Says Ezra Noshim, "Achanam Beis Noshim." This actually took place in Ezra Noshim. We're technically you could sit. Okay, they praised him. So Shavchum Mechal the Shaper which sounds like that was the right thing to do, to stand instead of sit. Now, I is that true? But he's a king. Anasi who. Um, with Michael and his covered, it works. Melech Shemachal Kvod Ein Kvod Machal. King has no right to be Mochel and his covered to say, ah, no, it doesn't matter. I don't need respect. Shenemer the Pesach says, Some Tosim Alecha Melech. Shetei Moser Alecha. So really, ideally, he should have sat down because that's part of the covered of the king. So why did they praise him for standing Dafka? So when it says Mitzvah Shani, when you show respect to a Mitzvah, that's different. And that's not a lack of respect, and that is an exception. Okay. When he came to that apostle, he started crying. So It was the beginning of the end at that time. From that time. Why? Because they deserve to be destroyed. Why? Because they should not have flattered him. And one of the worst things you could do is, we'll see, that's going to get into flattery. Um, once this, the fist of, of, of flattery got strengthened the judgments got all wrong and everyone's behavior got wrong meaning people were showing deference uh, to people to flatter them and therefore the ruling went in their favor and therefore the rulings were not accurate once the rulings are not accurate so everybody his behavior was inaccurate and it's the beginning and the end and nobody could say my behavior is better than your behavior because the fact of the matter is nobody's doing the right thing uh, they saw sinners and nobody said anything part of that was we want to flatter you we want you know, we want you. so that's the bad, that's the downside of flattery Okay. 
There are exceptions for flattery when it's okay, and that is a Russia in this world. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, okay? Um, you know, to save your to save your life or whatever. It's dangerous otherwise. So we see that meaning in the future. A bad guy, you're not going to call him, oh, what a generous man, uh, right? Uh, you know, like, uh, that's in the future. But right now, the guy, so the, the guy who's um, a keely, who's a guy who's like a drunkard, you're not going to say, oh, what a fine gentleman, right? No, you're not going to do that anymore. That means nowadays it's okay to do that because sometimes you're, you have to. That's the shita of uh, either Rabbi Yudibar Merov or Shimon Pazim. Another source, Yaakov, when he met it with Esau, he says, meeting you is like seeing the face of God, so to speak. Angels. Like, so, Rav Levi says, that's not what Yaakov is doing over there. Yaakov is giving a subtle strength, a sense of strength to Esau. What do he say? You want to know what that conversation was like? Um, a guy was invited, a friend, and he was smelt, he smelt that the guy wants to kill him. This food that you invite, that I'm eating here, he realized the guy wants to kill him at the meal. So he tastes the food and he says, well, this taste of the food is it tastes exactly like the, the meal that I had at the king's house. Okay? Oh, you're connected to the king. All of a sudden, he's not going to be so quick to kill you. Right, Amar Yada Malka. The king knows him. Mister B is going to be afraid for the So that's exactly what Yaakov is doing. He's like, oh, you remind me of the angels. Meaning he's tight with the angels. Meaning he knows what the angels look like, and he's going to be scared to kill him. Amar Blazer Kaladam. Sheish by Chanufa. Somebody who has flattery, maybe Aflolam. He brings anger on the world. Shenemar Vachan Filev Yasimuaf. They place anger. His prayer is not heard. Okay, now it's a kind of like God is like guy who does that all the time. Um, you know, that's kind of what it, uh, a guy who does that all the time. Like, basically, God is like, do I have, am I supposed to listen to? Him? Maybe he's trying to flatter me. You know, so uh, that's why your prayer is not answered. Um, anyway, okay. Um, Simen Af over Gehenim Piado Nida Golos. So there's a bunch of memories. Well, I'm not going to go all the way into the end of the parak, but we'll do some of this. Even the even the of the the fetuses in the womb are cursing him. Shenemar Omer the Rasha Tzadikato. You tell a Rasha that he's a Tzadik. Yikavu Amim. The, the the nations should will curse him is amul umim, and the umim will be angry at him. So vein kov elaklal kov is a lashon curse. Shenemar lo kavo kel and vein lo om elufrin and lo om is is a fetus. Shenemar lo milom yemos one right in the fight between Yaakov and Esav. Hamer blazer another member. Kaladum sheish b'chanufa nofa b'gehenim. If you're flatterer, you go to gehenim. People who say that bad is good and good is bad, which is what you do when you're flattering somebody. 
that's uh, that's where they go. Maxibakrov, Lachain, Kachol Kash, Loshan Eish, Vachash Lava, Yurafe. Okay. From Reb Lazar, another member, Kalamachnov Chaveris of Nafal Biado. By flattering somebody, you actually you fall into their hand. If you don't fall into his hand, you fall into his son's hand. And not his son, his grandson. We have here a story. Hananya said a prophecy that not to worry, everything's going to be good. Uh, he was a Navi Sheker. Um, he says that he says in another two years, we're going to bring them back to this place and everything's going to be great. And what did Yermia tell him? Amen Kenyas Hashem. Yakim Hashem is I hope it should be true. Anyway, but that was words of flattery because he knew he was a false prophet. And what happened to Yermia? He was in the gate of Binyamin. Bisham Babkidos. And there was a person in charge. Ushmo Yira Ben Shlamia Ben Hanania. It was the Enoch called the grandson of Hanania. Vayit was as Yermia. Navi Lemar Alakaste Matanofil. He, said, he grabbed Yermia and he says, you're going to go to, I'm taking you and bring you to Bavel. I'm not, it's not true. Anyway, sure enough, and he ended up bringing him to the officers. So the bottom line is, he did fall into his hands. Why? Oh, because of that Hanifa, that flattery that he did before. Bottom line is, don't flatter. Don't flatter yourself, don't flatter others either. Okay, have a beautiful day.